Saturday, February 17th will be a big day for dozens of students in the Indian River School District. On that date, the VEX IQ Robotics State Tournament will be held at Georgetown Elementary School. Better known as Superbot Saturday, the event will feature student teams from across the state putting the robots they've designed, built, and programmed through a variety of teamwork and skills challenges. Approximately 20 teams from six district elementary schools are scheduled to compete in Superbot Saturday. The event is a testament to how robotics and other STEM programs have grown in popularity in recent years. In a moment, I'll be joined by three special guests. Lord Baltimore Elementary School Assistant Principal Travis Bauer, who has been a robotics teacher and coach for several years, and two students who will be participating in Superbot Saturday. They will tell us about the upcoming competition and the importance of robotics activities in our schools. I'm Dave Mall, and this is the IRSD Spotlight. Welcome back. Uh, I'm here now with Travis Bauer, Assistant Principal of Lord Baltimore Elementary School. Travis, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We also have two students joining us today. First, we have Addison Lane, a fifth grade student at Georgetown Elementary School. Addison, welcome. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Also here is Lord Baltimore Elementary School fourth grader, Ruby DeSabatino. Ruby, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Travis, let's start with you. First of all, just give us an overview. What is VEX IQ? Well, VEX IQ is a robotic platform uh, designed for grades 3 to 8, where it teaches students how to engineer and program robots using pieces that snap together. Um, they're really easy to put together. There's blueprints they can follow, or they can deviate from the blueprint um, once they start to build up their expertise. But it really gives them a chance to di uh, dive into programming and engineering and problem solving and really collaborating with teams because it's a whole group approach. Um, it's kind of like FLL is, which um, some of our schools participate in, but the really big difference between FLL and VEX IQ is that students are allowed to drive the robot. It's not just about programming it, but it's also using a remote to control it. How do they program it? With code, or how does that, mm -hmm. how does that work? Um, they can use either a program called Robot C, which mm -hmm. is a variation of C++ programming, or what we often do with our elementary school teams is something called uh, Blockly, which is mm -hmm. run through a site called Robot Mesh, mm -hmm. where it's free, the students can get on, it's all cloud-based, so they can access it at school, they can do it at home. Um, and it really gives them a chance to learn very simple how to code, but as the year goes on, we progress into using sensors and, and other things really make the pro programs more challenging. This is something that's been near and dear to your heart for long before you became an assistant principal, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, you've been a teacher and coach and all that? Yep. Um, nine years ago, actually, I started working with robotics uh, in Virginia before I, I moved down to Delaware. I started it as an outreach program for some of our higher achieving kids, but then I, I kind of spun it into making sure all students had a chance because I think it's really important that um, all students, no, no matter if you're high achiever, low achiever, various backgrounds, they all have a chance to do something like this because it has such a diverse pull and so many different skills that you can build off of it. Um, so I had all that built up in Virginia, which was great. I worked um, to establish really strong programs at all different levels, elementary, middle, and high school. And then when I came down to Selbyville Middle four years ago, I took over the program there and built them into a strong program, which expanded into Indian River High School, um, to try to get it in some of the other schools. And we actually switched to VEX IQ for the schools that we have now. 
So it's it's something that's growing across the district, and I'm really excited about it. And the group of coaches I get to work with are really amazing, and it's quite quite rewarding to see them and the students really thrive. For Superbot Saturday, have the students been sort of working to this comp toward this competition for a few months now? Yes, they have been. Um, most teams started at late October, early November. Um, we had a district kickoff actually hosted at Lord Baltimore back in the beginning of November, and we kind of went through the game, went through how to play it with strategies, how to build your robots, how to program them, um, some of the various different parts that must be completed along the way. And they've been working hard since. And every once in a while, I'll get a question from a coach, hey, how do I handle this? Or how should I fix this problem? And it's really interesting to see, um, especially the new programs as they progress through to see how well they're doing. It'll make Superbot Saturday quite interesting. For the state competition, which was what we're talking about, um, mm -hmm. what types of challenges do the students have to complete with the robot? What, what, kind, of, what kind of tasks do the robots have to perform? Um, with the robot itself, um, they compete in a teamwork challenge. Um, it's one minute working with another team that's randomly assigned to them, um, and they have to move rings around the field, take them off of starting pegs, put them on other pegs. Um, there's a low floor, uh, floor goal that they can push peg, uh, rings into, um, and there's a tray that's sitting at the far end of the, the field where they need to, both robots need to push on these little pedals to release the full tray. Um, and that has various points uh, associated with it. And that's where rings spill out if they release the tray, right? Correct. Yeah. And, and in addition, they can also show off their programming skills. There's a one-minute autonomous challenge, um, one-minute driver skill challenge where they're working by themselves. They're not working with any other team to see how well they can do. And in addition, they're also being assessed on their design notebook, which is their overall engineering process, how they went through designing the robot, the challenges they faced, the research they've done to build it, um, how they've worked together as a team, some of the struggles they've had, some of the successes they've had, and you know, try to document the whole season really in one notebook. And then they also have to do a STEM presentation, which is all about ethical ways that robots affect lives and how you know we use robotics as a tool now to help people around the world, whether it's um, robotic hands for amputees or um, robots that'll help move equipment into dangerous areas where humans shouldn't go to, to do scientific investigations or something like that. So there's a lot of different aspects of it, which is what makes robotics so interesting because it pulls so much from them in one competition. Now talk a little bit more about that STEM presentation because I understand that actually occurs in front of a panel of judges. Correct, it does. And what they do, um, students have four minutes to go through and, and present their findings, their investigation, um, where they had to investigate some sort of question like, um, what kind of robots are used for um, helping in natural disasters, something like that. And they can go through, come up with a different research showing that they have robots that will go into forest fires, robots that will go into volcanoes or, or um, earthquake areas, and try to ultimately come up with ways that they would use those robots and, and try to find solutions on their own that would probably make those robots better. Um, so they have four minutes to do that, and they can do it as a presentation board, they can do it as a, as a skit, they can make a newspaper, Anything like that, um, but it's all kid-driven. The, the judges are the only ones in there with the kids. The, the coaches and anybody else is actually removed from the room. That way it's just one-on-one -on -one with the teams, and it's, it's really interesting to watch. Yeah. Well, Ruby, let's ask you a question. Um, how excited are you to be competing in this in, in a few weeks? I'm really excited for it. I think that my team, my team has been practicing a lot, especially on our skit. Like, we've been working on that a lot. We still have a few like pieces that we need for it but I think that we actually might do really good because on our STEM presentation we have our skit like um, lines and 
what they have to say and like stage directions and everything on a few of the pages. And then we have just some things that robots can do for our topic, and which is how robots can do rescue missions. Wow, that's great. Now, what about you, Addison? Are you excited about your about competing in a few weeks? Yes, I am. Um, last time I did it, we won for the world championships. So I know that we have to do a lot about the presentation. <laughs> Uh, you got to be really, really good at driving and all of the different skills Mr. Bauer was talking about yeah, yeah. for Rex Robotics. Yeah. Um, now, I've seen some video of the tasks that you guys have to do with these robots, mm-hmm. with the rings and stuff like that. And how hard is it to get the robot to do what you want it to do <laughs> in that circumstance? Yeah, I definitely think that last year's game was a lot easier than it is this year, <laughs> personally. Um this year you have to pick up rings and you got to put them like you got to get them exactly on the poles and you have to get um yeah the release tray you have to get both of those down because last year you just had to get both of the robots on a ramp and you just had to get like the little pieces off the walls and into the boxes and stuff So you actually have to put them on, yeah, I saw the video, you have to put them on pegs and stuff yeah. like that this time. Does that make you a little bit nervous, Ruby? Is that, oh, man. Yeah, because <laughs> especially for our, like, the driving part for our skit, we're having someone do it, someone from our team do it from behind. And I made sure that that was someone that actually practices a lot more than the rest of us because I, I'm not that good at driving with it. And I think that it's a lot, it's really hard to like be able to pick up the rings. You have to do something weird with your claws. Like we still, we still haven't figured out how to make it so that they can pick up rings easier and like actually hold them. Cause a lot of times when we get them and they pick them up, we get all really excited cause we thought like we're doing good. And then it just falls out. <laughs> and we've seen for the stretch robots that one team from our school did they actually can pick up rings better because they have a bottom, which we don't. And we've, I think that it's just, it's too close to the competition to actually take apart all of our claws and start over with them. Yeah. So we'll just keep practicing. And Still I definitely think that it's pretty hard to like get the robot to where you wanted it. Like when we were at the scrimmage, our robot, one of the wires was like halfway out and so when we went to go straight it would turn and we couldn't actually move so the first time someone from a team from Georgetown just did all the points but I did after that before every round that we knew we were in I checked our robot over the whole thing because I didn't want that to happen again because it's really hard with a with a working robot so Well, I want to ask you both this question, and I'll start with you, and then I'll ask Addison the same thing. What's your favorite part of not only the competition, but just the Vex IQ in general? Well, I mean, I really like, I really liked building our robot, and I also really like the coding. Because over the summer, I did a summer camp over the summer, and it was for robotics. And building it was my favorite part, and as well as, well as coding because I would just get to get on the computer and work with the computer, which I like doing. What about you, Addison? What's your favorite part of it? 
I think like the whole concept of it, um, that not just adults get to do it, but they're actually giving kids the chance to build robots. Mm -hmm. Because kids normally don't have the chance to um, build robots just <laughs> out in <the> ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> now, how important is is teamwork as part of all this? It is very important. You all have to be friendly with each other. Um, like if you if you um, if you got like an outside thing and you're just like mad at each other, it just makes the whole thing go sideways. <laughs> it's just, just not very good. You all got to be friendly with each other. Okay, now here's a question. Now, now the STEM presentation, does that make you nervous a little bit doing that in front of the judges? I mean, Ruby, what do you think? Is that, yes. you know, going into that, is that, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, because we had to, we checked over for spelling mistakes like 15 times before we actually started practicing our skit because we didn't want to have any mistakes on it. Like, you have to work together. You can't get mad at each other because it just doesn't work out because you have to have teamwork. Is that a little nerve-wracking too? I mean like when you get ready to give the presentation in front of a panel of judges, is that a little scary sometimes? Um, sometimes, but I personally I like talking to people. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not too scary for me, but for like I know other people, they think mm -hmm. it's like very scary because they don't know these people that mm -hmm. they're talking to. And so it's kind of like you're talking to these people you don't know about um, something you've been working very hard on. And if you got like something wrong, it like it's just <laughs> it's definitely very nervous. Yeah, yeah. Now, Addison, I wanted to ask you, you you had the opportunity to go to the World Championships last year in Louisville, Kentucky. Tell us about that experience. Okay, so um, that was like really fun. So we met teams from China, Hawaii, um, California, and different places. And so the team from China, they had no experience with English. So so we were talking. So um, there was like one of the parents some, or somebody knew um, a little English. And so we were like trying to make a whole team plan about everything. Mm. It was very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> was that a fun experience overall? Did you have a yeah. good time out there? Yes, we did. It mm. was very fun. Yeah. Um, now, Travis, I want to. I want to get. I want to have you give us your impression of these two talented young ladies. <laughs> well, um, clearly, I chose them for a reason for this podcast. Um, they represent really two strong programs in the district, and. Um, one of the things that we really promote across all uh, robotics platforms and even our teams that we have here at the school is really trying to get girls involved in STEM. It's one of the areas where just stereotypically it's a male-dominated um, career path, and we're trying to change that. And VEX and REC, the company that makes VEX, um, they host a girls' power um, session at Worlds, which Addison attended. Mm -hmm. Um, but we really try to do that as well and try to put together some things for um, our young ladies as we go throughout the year. Uh, I have a contact down at Wallops Island who does a lot with the, the community outreach with robotics and I think she'd be a great asset for some of our students. But um, both of these young ladies, they bring a lot of good skills to the, their teams. They're both strong young leaders, honestly, um, very knowledgeable. They're really good at programming because what I often see is the boys like to build. Like, you know, they get their hands in there, they'll move the pieces around, and, and they'll be able to problem-solve things really quick. But when it comes to programming, it's the little attention to detail that the young ladies seem to be able to, 
to find and to perfect. It's making sure that you have a robot that goes for exactly six seconds forward or has a certain amount of rotations in its its motor. Uh, and those are the things that the boys tend to overlook because they don't nearly have that, don't always have that same eye, that same knack for detail as, as young ladies often do. I recently saw an article in which you were quoted as saying the best robotics team in the state are in the Indian River District. Uh, how proud does it make you that our school district has such a strong presence at this event and sort of on a statewide level? Uh, it makes me very proud. Um, four years ago when I started um, in the district, I, I made it clear that I had a plan to try to get robotics in every school in the district um, at some point in the next five years, and I think we're almost there. And and honestly, having that strength and that present is really good. And you know, I'm not saying there's not other programs throughout the state. There are. Um, and they've they've had various successes as well. It just working with the teachers and the, the coaches that I have and the students, th there's a lot of potential here for doing a lot of great things and bringing a lot of strong STEM opportunities down to Sussex County, which is really amazing for our students. Well, I also wanted to ask you, from a curricular standpoint, mm -hmm. um, how important is robotics in terms of STEM education in general? Um, it, it's a really good venue to, to really promote STEM because it ties in a bunch of skills that are often considered the higher order skills or the 21st century skills. It teaches students uh, not just about engineering and coding, but about leadership, public speaking, as Addison had said. She likes to talk to people. Um, it, it teaches problem solving and, and communication. And it's really cool because the students are using the technical conversations that engineers would use in the real world, but they're doing it at the elementary and middle school levels, and, and it's quite remarkable. And the thing I really like about it is that it really pushes that robotics is for everyone. It's not just geared for a certain venue or a certain group of kids, it's for everybody. If you're interested in robotics, come on out. And it's really, you know, it, it does include everyone. And the way our school district's set up, we have our STEM pathway or Project Lead the Way pathway at IR. And this program is a set, um, a great step in the right direction for it. And also with the STEAM lab up at Sussex Central and all they do for that, it's no matter which high school these young ladies are going to end up at, they're both going to have options for STEM, which I think is really remarkable. Well, before we sign off, I want to give our listeners the details one more time. Um, it's the Superbot Saturday VEX IQ State Tournament on Saturday, February 17th at Georgetown Elementary School. The day begins at 8 a.m. with registration, practice, and robot inspection. STEM presentations before the judges uh, begin at 8.30 a.m., followed by the opening ceremonies at 10 a.m., Competition begins at 10.15 and runs pretty much right up until the award ceremony at about 2.45, 3 o'clock. Yep. So it should be a, a really fun day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. Last year we had uh, Darth Vader and a stormtrooper that were there. Um, <laughs> they they kind of kicked off the festivities this year. We're trying to find something just as entertaining. But yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep that one quiet for now. Well, uh, Travis, I want to thank you uh, very much for joining me today and talk to uh, talk about what's going to be a sure to be a fun day of robotics yeah. competition. Always a pleasure, Dave. Ruby, thank you for joining us today. It's been fun. And Addison, thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm right. glad to be here. <laughs> IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through iTunes or by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. It is also available through several mobile podcast apps. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence. <laughs>